Hello and welcome to the Cosmos Scenarios. Uh, welcome to episode four of our Star Trek Adventures mini series, Getting to Know Crew. I hope you enjoy it. Good evening, everybody. Thanks uh, once again for joining us uh, for Cultus Anonymous, our little corner geek on the internet. Um, we are, as always, sponsored by Rule Twenty and viewers like you. Namely, Ryan, Thomas, Noba, Harry, Michael, Brandon, Catfeathers, Josh, and Alexander, Puppeteer, Sina, uh, ML, Moku, Melissa, Doc the Doomed, Other Michael, The Arcane, Bernie, Alan Michael, Al, Yusuf Sama. I'm the Yeoman now. <laughs> uh, Julian, uh, Dolora, uh, Jenny, Blood Angel, Jack, Zoltan, uh, Funzo Sue, or Funzoe Sue, Milo V3, Vortex, Adele, Crazy Man 1772, George, Woodfoot, Neomagus, Chris, Shaksara, now Homo sapien Neanderthal, Como, or Camo, Camo, <laughs> uh, Toast, Daniel, Thomas, Taryn, Angfaleth, Parker, and Riafio. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, your ongoing support uh, helps us do things like pay uh, our artist for new artwork that we just got some drafts of. It's up on uh, the Patreon page. Mm-hmm. Quite exciting, everyone. <clears throat> um, so I guess where we left off, uh, the crew had, um, after a, a, a brief diversion, saved 13 lives, uh, possibly cured an incurable disease, um, and... Uh, push the boundaries of science all while just on a, you know, a transit trip from point A to point B. Um, so great things are in store for the crew moving forward. If that's all they do just on a get from A to B FedEx sort of quest. Um, we've arrived in the ship. We've had some initial introductions and things like that. Um, and I think that's uh, kind of where we're picking off. The ship has moved out of space stock and is uh, just sort of in transit in the system. Hasn't gone to warp yet or anything like that. There's still a couple of guests on board. Uh, most notably, um, uh, Captain Kovac Shivari is mm-hmm. uh, still on board the Curie. Um, Captain Chichoro, uh, Chuchalor wanted her to hang around. Indeed. Um, so I think that's uh, where we're at. Um, we had talked about a couple of scenes that we wanted to have scheduled for tonight. So who wants to start? There's uh, department heads need to meet with our departments and yes, uh, there's a guest on board and a couple other things we had sort of cooked up who wants to get going first i mean it felt like you know the captain had some unfinished business <laughs> sure Indeed. and she has her own mission to get to her own ship to take command of it's important that the captain finishes so <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy to defer and wait for you all to have your scenes no so, rush uh, well, why don't we start with the captain then? So, all right, sounds um, good. Admiral is uh, has gone um, back to the space dock, so mm-hmm. the ship is now uh, free of her presence. So you head down to the officers' lounge where you see uh, Captain Shivari, yes, um, just uh, sitting idly, uh, sort of watching the stars drift lazily by the the uh, planet Doria of the the viewports mm. uh, below you, and wow. uh, she looks up as you enter. All right. Well, as she, right before she looks up, as she's gazing at the stars, mm-hmm. Captain Chichalor sits down right next to her, 
stares at her obliquely and says, beautiful things are hard to take your eyes off, aren't they? Here, Laura, you're such a charmer. I've heard that And she turns to to face you. Mm. It's good to see you, good luck. It's good to see you, too. It's been a long time. It has been. And this mission suggests that it might be many years more before we see each other again. I've had a look at our plan avenues, our lanes. There might be opportunities to, you know, exchange crew or resupply each other and that kind of stuff. Be convenient considering the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be away from each other, but it's not entirely, you know, beyond the realm of possibility that we might rendezvous from time to time. Especially if there's particularly interesting, you know, stellar phenomenon. Of course. Things I imagine like that. that Starfleet would be quite keen on receiving communication sooner rather than later. True. That's true. You know, forgive me for being brash. But I'd like to perhaps be a little more direct than we have been in the past. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, because she's she's Andorian, but he's only half Andorian. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I, I lean into Andorian culture. Right. Mm-hmm. So just because of Starfleet protocol and the diploma, his diplomatic upbringing, um, he's tried to avoid some of the, the really explicit statements. But so what he says is, um, the reason why I'm bringing up the length of this mission is because I've been thinking about my future lately. The last conversations we have hinted at the fact that that's something you think about from time to time. I'd be lying if I didn't say yes. It is on my mind. I'm glad to know that. And I don't know exactly what you're thinking, but I wouldn't be surprised if you and I have some consistent thoughts. I'd like to say that we've both chosen Starfleet and we both understand the Andorian custom of passionate commitment to causes and career. True. We also both understand that there's more to life than space lanes and stars. Indeed. Eventually, if our careers continue on the trajectory that they're on, we won't be in command of starships. That's right. We might be in command of a fleet. Or a planet-side posting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Sometimes staying put and seeing the same thing every day can be even more magical traveling through a starscape. I think we are of the same mind. All right. Wonderful. Yes. But for the time being... We both have needy mistresses that require our attention and focus. Indeed. Although there's certainly time for the occasional uh, distraction. Dalliance. Dance through the cosmos. (laughs) Rendezvous. Have you been to your quarters yet? (laughs) I have not. uh, Well, considering you've seen the ship... Mm-hmm. I uh, left you a gift there. Why don't uh, Why don't we go and open it? That sounds good to me. All right. Um, she gets up, and uh, like you've seen the you, everyone's seen the meme of the girlfriend dragging her boyfriend around the world all over the place, right? So that's basically she's walking. You grabbed you by the hand, <laughs> and she's marching you through the ship towards your quarters. Fantastic. 
Um, so it, it, she didn't like, it's not to the point, you know, and growing culture, females often initiate relations mm-hmm. with males by beating the hell out of them. <laughs> so not to that level, but she's definitely in a take charge sort of mood. Captain Jitchalor is totally cool with that. I, uh, I think we'll fade to black on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Quickly before chat comes unglued. Um, and Dr. Hudson. Um, with the ship uh, out of space dock and everyone sort of feeling their way into the new ship, you make your way into the sick bay. Um, you see a couple of, uh, of orderlies sort of stand their retention. Um, and a young Vulcan um, comes out um, from the office area um, with her hands you know, sort of relaxed at ease behind her back. And she says, Dr. Hudson, I presume. Uh, I am Lurak. Uh, I'll be working as your nurse uh, during this voyage. Pleased to meet you. Um, it's uh, a big crew for just the two of us, so I managed to wrangle uh, a few orderlies to give us a hand and help with some of the other duties and things like that. They have uh, some Bias medic training. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some medic training, but uh, they won't be full surgeons or anything like that, but they can certainly assist us if uh, needs require. Good to hear. Um, and then, like, glancing at them at ease. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, they, uh, they relax and get back to Looks like they're doing an inventory. Sure. Of medical supplies. <sighs> oh, uh, Brack. What? Does she have a title? Nurse Lurak. Nurse? Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, nurse she's, Lurak. A, um, she's officially a lieutenant, but she would go by nurse. Okay. Mm-hmm. That seems fitting with me going by doctor. So, mm-hmm. um, Nurse Lark, uh, would you kindly show me around a little bit? Sure. Um, Get acquainted she does with a, our stations. Yep. Um, she does uh, the standard tour of sick bay, um, uh, the surgery area, um, medical bays, and um, kind of standard outfit. Uh, um, you have a large amount of medical supplies in store, mm-hmm. so more than you would expect from a ship of this class. Um, but that makes sense given the mission that you guys are going to be on. Um, so there's enough for like serious action over an extended period. Uh, so you should have no issues there. Um, plus you also have uh, uh, plenty of equipment for synthesizing new stuff if you need supplies that you run out of. That kind of thing. So it's, uh, it's definitely a well-equipped uh, midday. Um, while you're talking, she's, uh, you come to expect a certain detachment from Vulcans, mm-hmm. um, and you're not getting that from her. Mm. Like she's engaging and she's, you know, she smiles, um, and things like that. It, um, if cool. you want to give me a, okay, my mouse is freaking out. Um, give me a insight, insight something, insight commander, insight medicine. Command. Sure. Yeah. Either one. Uh, while Chris is rolling that quick lore question, um, mm-hmm. I cannot remember. Does the original series have replicators? Um, they don't. Not overtly. Uh, they had like food processing units and that kind of stuff. But the the basic technologies there are just not fabulous. That's where you get your like orange cube and your blue circle, and, right? Or blue sphere, and yeah. Can't get Earl Grey hot whenever you want it. Um, would my 
never mind. It's fine. Oof. Right. So it definitely comes across as an uh, uncharacteristic, you know, uncharacteristically personable Valkyrie. Hmm. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think the 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 failure here is more like Dr. Hudson not able to sort of contain his curiosity at that. Mm-hmm. You are um, not exactly what I was expecting from a um, a Vulcan. Yes, and she gives you quite the one honest. eyebrow. Um. I understand. I am uh, in many ways not a typical Vulcan. I did not mean to imply that this was a um, a bad thing. Oh, no offense is taken. Um, I have I have put significant effort into um, being different than the the typical stereotype for my people. Uh, I am fascinated by other cultures um, and other species. So I have made a significant effort to understand um, their behaviors and their emotions. Um, So I, through that work and especially taking on a a medical field, I am uh, better able to relate to my patients and they are better able to relate to me and are more comfortable in my presence. Well, that is wonderful news, as we have a diverse and interesting crew, and you will possibly have heard, but no doubt come to know, uh, I have often been accused of being rather clinical. Hmm. Fascinating. Then I think we should be excellent counterparts to one another. I certainly hope so. Um, there is one um, one matter that I wanted to bring to your attention. Um, we have medical histories and uh, scans of uh, most of the crew, uh, but there are some notable exceptions. Oh, uh, for example, uh, we don't have detailed medical scans of the commander. I'm sure it was just an oversight. Hey. <laughs> Um, well, that seems like something we should rectify. Not perhaps. They're certainly not required, but given the length of our voyage, if we had a baseline to work with moving forward, right. it might help us identify if there are any problems as we progress to our mission. Well, seeing as in the mere first hours of action with these folks, I saw them fight alien predators with their bare hands. Uh, Yes, I think that having good scans of all of our sort of uh, commanding officers is probably for the best. Would you like me to approach the subject with him, or did you want to do that? Uh, I'm certain I will see him later today. Excellent. Um, If there's anything else, um, otherwise I'll carry on with the inventory just to make sure that we have all the supplies with the requisition. Absolutely. Thank you, as you were. Yes, sir. Um, and she you know, gives a little smile and like touches your arm as she's walking by and that kind of stuff. Very non-Vulcan, like Vulcans don't touch. Mm. So like, interesting. Yeah. Um, Except when they give me that pinch. Uh, Commander Kitneyall. 
Captain, what? <laughs> yes. Um, so <laughs> having been relieved um, uh, at some point, you uh, end up in the uh, uh, security office. Sure. Uh, and there you see a tall, sort of imposing Andorian female um, with a pronounced scar on her face. Ooh. Uh, she kind of looks up as you get in and she sort of stands and there's something just sort of passively challenging about her pose. And let me see if I can get this. I just realized I might be able to show some of these pictures to cool. chat. Mm. Huh. That work? Hang on. One more time. Which chat? Nope. <laughs> uh, Twitch chat. Hmm. But let's see. Oh, I can probably do that. In Twitch chat. There we go. <laughs> uh, well, and specifically, uh, so it shows up for uh, our YouTube guys. Hi, podcast guys. Sorry, I have yet to develop the ability to send pictures via podcast. <laughs> <laughs> As you wave at the podcast people. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to tell them that. <laughs> no, we had to tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she um, stands there with that sort of challenging posture for a moment before coming to attention. And she says, Commander. Yes. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Shivori. Uh Yes, Lieutenant. Uh, much, much from her appearance, much older than you expect for somebody of a lieutenant. Mm. Mm-hmm. And as I have definitely perused her uh, record, uh, I didn't mm. get to pick my team. Uh, that's up to the captain. But um, I do it. Would I roll to get kind of a you know quick past? Um, stations kind of uh record for her or um, no i can give you that uh for free um she uh joined starfleet um late um she was definitely um like uh, several decades later than normal normally somebody would enroll in starfleet like sort of in your early 20s and she was like in her late 40s when she joined starfleet um relative age relative right um mm-hmm. uh there's no mention of what she did before that um in the starfleet mm-hmm. records that you have but her service since she joined has been exemplary uh, she's gotten a couple of decorations some commendations um and a meritorious service now. gotcha so just a late start as, as far as i have for record okay yeah. uh, sorry backtrack uh she had said something <laughs> Yes, she introduced herself. Ah, yes, uh, as Lieutenant Shavor. Shavor, mm-hmm. Lieutenant Lieutenant uh, Shavor is my uh, chief of security, if I remember. Correctly. Should be your number two, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what time it is ship wise, but yes. Uh, good evening, Lieutenant. How has the uh, shift passed? Um, the workups and the shakedown crews from Doria passed without uh, an issue. The security team uh, performed admirably um, during their trials. Uh, I don't think we'll have any problems moving forward. Okay. Uh, There's a couple of personality conflicts, but um, I'm confident that we'll sort them out. Okay. Well, uh, yes, please uh, make note of any of them. Uh, and, and notably, if we have any... Um, interpersonal issues throughout the ship. Uh, I wish to be notified of them, uh, no matter how small. 
Um, basically, I'm going to handle them before the captain has to deal with them. That makes sense. Yeah, if you wish, sir, or you could leave me to handle them. We'll get to the leaving them to you once we're out a ways. Um, at this point, is not a trust issue for you. It is more of a um, me getting to know the troublemakers of the ship ahead of time. Understood. Um, if I know ahead of time that so-and-so is a problem, then when they come up, I will not be surprised. And I don't like to be surprised. Do you? Occasionally, but uh, understood. No surprises for the men. So surprise birthday parties, <laughs> yes. Ambush out in the woods, no. Understood. Um, what can you tell me about yourself? Might perhaps be the other way around, actually. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, I'm uh, happy to be here. I'm really excited for the mission. I've got your back, no matter what we're doing. Um, but I'm also going to always speak my mind. If I think you're making a mistake, I'll tell you. But the decisions are going to be yours, and I'll do the, my best to make sure that they happen the way you want them to. That is precisely my method as well with the captain. So uh, I will make the caveat as don't interrupt and call me out in public. That's for private. But otherwise, absolutely. Understood. Do you uh, do you dance? Uh, I have in the past. She Look at the camera. <laughs> she kind of, you know, waves her chin towards the, the sparring area. Aha! <laughs> also, yes. Um, let uh, my dance card is empty, but not quite available to dance yet. Uh, there's a couple few more things I need to do uh, once we're underway. But uh, let's say tomorrow, perhaps. Uh, let me get the the walk the ship. I you know I need to walk the width and breadth of it and just be on the ship a bit. Uh, but afterwards. Absolutely. Sure. First officer stuff. I get it. Yeah. First officer stuff. And like the, one of the few times where like Kit Neal's nerves are kind of visible. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> yes, uh, I can do this. Not a problem. But yes, I am now the first officer. Thank you for reminding me. Though he didn't actually say that. Um, yeah. First officer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, but no, absolutely. Uh, I need to speak with the captain, ensure that... Uh, we are on the same page in terms of uh, uh, duty shifts and things like that. Uh, because while we had a uh, lengthy trip together, we did not have a lot of time to chat privately because there's not really a lot of privacy on a shuttle like that with 17 of us. So, uh, yeah. All right. Um, any questions for me? Not at the moment. Thank you, Lieutenant. All right. Any orders? Uh, carry on. Uh, we will probably talk about a uh, couple of shipwide drills probably a week after we're out. Um, and things have kind of settled into a new normal. Excellent. I've uh, drafted up a schedule, so uh, I'll be looking forward to visiting that with you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Um, then she comes to attention again and leaves you alone in the screen. Cool. Uh, yeah, at that point, Commander Kitneal is just going to do a quick uh, couple notations of 
uh, observations from the uh oh my god command crew um mm. and just yeah kitniel makes lots of notes about people um Makes because sense i mean having two brains is great for keeping track of memories but things start to blend uh so keeping a actual list is useful um and other than that uh probably going to touch base with any of the other um department heads and sure basically uh make sure all of them know that if they have problems to alert the XO first so the XO can bring them to the captain um and because also going to talk to the captain when the captain is no longer busy uh, <laughs> um about what things do you actually want to know about right away and what things do I just handle and you don't have to deal with so um i imagine at one point or another i'm going to end up in a call or go see dr hudson mm -hmm. um so why don't we do that one now if you want yep um yeah and why don't you have swung by to check on the med bay probably yeah. not swinging by probably sitting in my office making <laughs> calls to different departments but uh you did say you were going to walk the width and breadth That's of the true. ship. That's true. I guess I did. Yeah. Yeah. Did. yeah. So, yeah, I will probably swing by Medbay. I was in the neighborhood. Uh, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, step in and, Dr. Hudson, can I speak with you a minute? Absolutely, Commander. Just, uh, just the man I was looking for, actually. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Never good that the doctor is already looking for you. Um, okay. Uh, well, then your office. Um, cool. Now, like, as you're coming in, like, introduce you to Tinnish uh, Lorak. Right. Not Ed for, for, yeah. It's, yep. yeah. Um, make our way into your office, and uh, especially at this point, <laughs> We've we've officially like shed blood together now, <laughs> like well, you did, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, um, but yeah, you know. I was plotting a star chart off the planet. <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, well, you why don't trying times? Why don't you go first? Sure. Um, yes, uh, Nurse Lorak was uh, just bringing a couple things to my attention as we were setting away, and. Um, we are trying to have uh, baseline medical scans for the whole crew. That way, in case something does go wrong uh, en route, um, we we know what we're sort of starting from or what things should be, right? Absolutely. Um, sort of standard operating procedure. Um, there are a few crew members um, that have not had these scans done. Uh, I'll be tracking them down. Uh, your name was among the list, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely, you'd be willing to go through a scan process. And there is a there is a long <laughs> thinking process um, mm. where the commander kind of like turns the curtains <laughs> like into the office. Just sort of wanders over towards the door and hits the close button. Right. Uh, <laughs> and looks and says... Uh, now, Dr. Hudson's not super great at people, but even this is fairly obvious. <laughs> yes. Uh, and looks and says, uh, 
Commander Hudson. Uh, yeah, Commander Hudson. Um, mm-hmm. Well, Doctor Hudson. What are your either either fine thoughts on doctor patient confidentiality? Um, I very much am supportive of it, um, unless that confidentiality would lead to a threat to the mission. Right. Sure. Or to the crew. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, I will uh, acquiesce to a scan so long as you maintain that the scan is confidential and for your eyes only, uh, unless absolutely necessary. Absolutely. Is there something I should know? You know, it's been a while since I've done it this way. Um, let's do the scan first. We'll see what you think about it, and then we'll talk about it. And like, notebook, <laughs> curiosity. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of what... I'm scanner, but yeah, like, yeah. either way. Yeah. Uh, like Data pad, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, with that... Sci-fi notebook. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a Data pad, I think. What it is. But yes, uh, with that, um, yeah, uh, let's uh, let's clear the, the nurse out. We'll go ahead and do the scan, and uh, then we can discuss. Sure. Uh, Nurse Lag, we were going to uh, commence with uh, a private scanning. Um, apparently, the commander is a little shy. Understood, Doctor. Um, and then she takes a moment to do the math in her head. Oh, of course, Doctor. And then she leaves. So, uh, and like, <laughs> Dr. Kitneal is not great dr kitneal wow that's totally not a person <laughs> uh, yeah uh commander kitneal is not uh great with uh medical but uh can at least assist and you know help go through it all but it's a it's a difficult well, I mean, it's probably a one yeah. one button yeah. thing right <laughs> yeah, sure. i'm not gonna make it lay down it. here yeah. <laughs> all right um so there is something odd in the scan Mm-hmm. Um, when you do your scan, and that's uh, in the abdomen, there is an. Yeah, I guess it would just come up straight. There's another biological life form present in the commander's abdomen. Time out. Lore wise, for mm-hmm. the folks kind of wondering what the hell's going on, uh, the Trill were very concerned about other species finding out about their symbionts. And in the old series time frame, they kept that knowledge as secret as possible um, because they were worried that other species might see this as a resource and try to exploit it. Um, They were worried other trill would fight over it. Yes, also other trill. So they were um, trying to keep that knowledge as secret as possible. Okay, time back in. Yeah, and so Um, Kit Neal is buttoning back up and and just sitting back grinning and just Letting the doctor peruse. (laughs) (laughs) Commander, do you mind telling me what I'm looking at here? Uh, Well, why don't you tell me? uh, Which what what sets you off first? The two sets of Um, DNA, the two sets of brain waves, or the complete uh, separate life form? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay. Um. (laughs) 
<laughs> and like kind of walking and kind of leads back into the office so the nurse can you know come back in and continues the conversation so doctor i am going to explain to something uh explain something to you that is known to very few outside of the trill and uh amongst the trill it is a private personal matter there are and kind of gestures towards the scan symbionts um that the trill bond with uh it join with in our terms i am one of them i am two you might say um there is nurjad family name which i didn't bother writing down then there's the symbiont kitneal together we are hmm. nurjad kitneal see the symbiote symbiont excuse me um kitneal is right about 350 years old and I am the probably like sixth or seventh, right, Craig? I'm trying to remember how often. Yeah, I am, you know, the seventh host of the Kitneal Symbiont. Um, as such, I have access to about 350 years, six or seven different life sta- uh, lifespans of experience and knowledge. And this is just uh, the next run of it. Fascinating. I love that. (laughs) Very carefully trying to choose what is the least offensive word I can use here to convey how utterly curious but restrained I am right now. Right now, doctor, um, we we are speaking doctor to patient. So if you need to uh, vent something, if you need to ask something, if you need to get it out now, uh, let's have it out. Um, Once we leave here, then, you know. My only request would be for you to, in due course, in due time, fill me in on any specific um processes or um medical treatments that could be necessary in the long run given any particular injuries uh, i don't know if you if the symbiont itself can be injured or um given my specialty with uh, infectious diseases and stuff like that anything related to those uh processes but your your body and your culture is your own. It will not leave this room. Uh, yeah, and quick data dump, which if I, I remember correctly, basically the symbionts are fairly resilient. They don't last long without a bonded host. So if Nurjad dies, Kitneel will die soon after. Um, and vice versa. Right. Um, the symbiont, once it's been joined, the symbiont can't exist outside of a host um, for very long. Um, and removal of the symbiote will um, kill the host in fairly short order. Yep, yeah, they are very much a, a dual life form. Uh, the only other thing which I will mention to you, just so you are aware, uh, in the event that you need to, I'm not going to ask you to lie, 
but potentially get creative with truth and or remain silent is I really, we really don't like transporters. Um, they are, they are, they are safe and non-life threatening. Um, but um, I drive, excuse me, I pilot a shuttle for a reason. Um, where possible, I will almost always take the shuttle unless lives are on the line. Um, it's um, See, debilitating. Seeing as you are the XO, I think that you'll most likely have a stronger argument than any I would imagine. And true. But if you need me to concoct a sort of something in your file, then that can be done. That's kind of what I thought. Uh, generally speaking, um, this is one of those things that I imagine over time may come out amongst the crew, but I will delay that as long as possible. Uh, and then there's a bit of a more cultural data dump of like Trill are guarding of their symbionts um, kind right. of stuff. Uh, but other than that, um, does that meet your needs and expectations, Doctor? Yes, thank you, Commander. So, and Foe puts on a hat, putting on my EXO hat. Uh, how are you settled in here as a department head and chief of med? Very well. We are abundantly stocked with resources to fabricate more. It uh, would seem that they imagine us being in action, sir. And potentially gone for three years with no easy resupply. Absolutely. Well, yes. Um, even, even among my imagination of supplies needed for three years, I find us to be almost excessively stocked. I see. Imagine Starfleet is trying to send us a message, but we're going to ignore it because clearly we will not need these supplies at all because everything will go just fine I, and just to give a little background lore wise the original five-year missions from the constellation class ships the vast majority of those ships were lost yeah and two of the ships the ships survived but the crew was all lost so these exploration missions are dangerous um as stuff we learned with constellation missions so the constellation there's a lot of, like next generation or no uh the constellation class is uh star trek enterprise yeah I think the enterprise Galactic ship that's the that's the class of ship it was yeah basically the oh, previous era yeah it's the the big heavy cruisers that they sent in the original right. mission yeah. that's um, where they started installing ships counselors right as mandatory mm -hmm. ports to the crew yep. all the stress people took stress and space. loss of life and yeah um cool um and then uh how are you feeling in terms of staff because i know you have uh one nurse and a couple orderlies we'll be fine okay if, <laughs> if, uh, uh, if personnel issues come up uh or you imagine that they may come up please let me know uh i would love to find some uh enlisted personnel with uh, nothing better to do than learn basic med and uh, nursing skills. 
if nothing else, just a bit of cross training and get them to do something else on their day. If that's what you wish, sir. I'm just making sure that you have plenty of staff. Because I'll be honest, doctor, your department is kind of up there (laughs) in terms of my priorities. Um, But if you are feeling comfortable and settled in, and I know we're a whopping six hours into our journey, but... Well, good to talk with you. Uh, My door is always open. If I have needs of anything, I will come to you or the captain. Absolutely. Um, And then um, besides that, and kind of another like look around more casually, um, do you play poker? Um, You familiar with poker? Not often. Oh, okay. I mean, but I mean, we invented it, so... <laughs> Do you play jazz? Because <laughs> ah, ah. you invented jazz. Uh, no. Uh, stands up, kind of. Yes. Just, yeah. <laughs> play jazz yes, saxophone. Uh, no. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, but well, in that case, especially if you don't play, uh, I will definitely uh, be providing you an invite uh, to a poker game uh, <laughs> later this week. Go ahead. That's uh, a, a great quote. A great callback to a quote, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Um, what? And would that be seen or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead and clarify for for Chris and those who may not be aware. Oh yeah, there was interact great interaction between Doctor McCoy and Spock. Actually, uh, somebody was talking about poker, and Spock said, "I'm not familiar with that game." And McCoy said, "I'd love to teach you." <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, but yes, scene for me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, so uh, let's open up our next scene in the engine room. Um, and uh, Captain Chuchular, definitely there. I think Commander might also be there as part of uh, getting to know the ship. Yep. Um, and you guys are in the engine room, and this is without a doubt the cleanest, most organized engine room you have ever seen. <laughs> I already uh, have concerns. <laughs> the tool storage, everything is exactly where it's supposed to be. There's restraining clips on everything. There's no, there's no boxes of stuff. They're all like stored <laughs> and packed. And um, wow. the crew is like all at attention as you come in, like arrayed mm-hmm. at various points around the ship, mm-hmm. sort of at their posts. Wow. Um, and uh and you meet uh Chief Engineer Jiffus. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, slightly tall, fairly thin um, for a Vulcan, um, and uh, very like um, flat toned, uh, very precise. And very Vulcan, speaking. more so. Um, it, it just uh, his diction is spot on. Like mm. he's very precise about everything that he does. Oh wow. Uh, there is yeah. no wasted movement. Uh, he doesn't shuffle. When he's not moving, he's not moving. When mm-hmm. he is, he's going from A to B as efficiently as possible, that kind of stuff. He's very organized mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gives you guys a tour uh, of engineering. Um, and uh, and the place, like you could, uh, you, and as a first officer, like this would be a thing you're familiar with, like the whole place would pass the white glove test. Um, which kind of makes you wonder, like, what is he having his crew spend all of their time on? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
but you're only like at this point you're probably a day out of space dock so there's probably not a lot to keep them busy otherwise uh, but he seems um, not proud but he's definitely taking ownership of the engine room and the engines uh, and the support systems on board ship mm-hmm um, and just in conversation with them, like this guy knows his stuff cold. Uh, you have the feeling that he could probably rebuild every single system in this in the ship from the ground up, you know, without reference manuals, given wow. enough time and resources. Yeah. Well, Captain, um, go ahead. I'll wait. And, unless there's some interaction you want to have with him, that's all I had for Jiffus, unless you have questions or anything like that. Yeah, I do want to say something to him. Sure. And I also, you know, trying to negotiate the whole player versus character mm-hmm. um, interjections. So, uh, Ralph doesn't want to be rude, even if Captain Chichalor would take the lead. Um, sure. So, uh, Captain Chichalor uh, addresses the chief engineer and says, and he's a lieutenant commander, I'm assuming, right? That's his rank. Yes. Okay, great. Says, uh, Commander Jiffus, you do your post and your people credit. I'm impressed with how meticulously arranged everything is here in the engine room. And I trust that for the entire duration of our mission, we'll be in your capable and deliberate hands. Indeed, sir. I would like to mention something to you. And I tend to wax slightly verbose when I'm getting to know a new crew. So forgive me if this encroaches a little bit on your own preferences for interaction. But it's quite important to me that I can trust every single member of this crew to act according to not just their own preferences, but the collective preferences of what I hope will ultimately become a family and a unified team. I believe that we all take action and make choices and those things affect the choices of others. Our thoughts are connected. The outcomes of our goals are connected. So this is not chiding. This is not speculation. As I said, this is just a reminder I provide to everyone that they make sure that everything they do is not just in their own best interest or to their own specific preferences but to what we all as a crew have determined. And considering we operate in a command hierarchy, it is going to be primarily up to myself and significantly up to Commander Kitniel to determine what that means. Understood, sir. Thank you. If I may offer a counterpoint. Sorry, he can go, yeah. Uh, I view my task and you're certainly free to redirect my efforts if you wish, but I view my task is to make sure that I provide the resources that you and this crew need to perform your jobs. Hmm. Um, so I have oriented the engineering department around those goals of making sure that the resources you need are there when you need them. Wonderful. And then Captain Chichiller turns to Commander Kitneon and says, Commander Kitneon? And I'll defer to you. Nothing further at this time. <laughs> it's very much like a courtroom. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, 
calls you there unless you're sending me that. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Chichalor will then um, just um, look at every single crew member in the eye mm -hmm. slowly in turn and say, I thank you all on joining me on what I hope will be an amazing and fruitful mission. Um, give me a presence command or an insight. Awesome. <laughs> yes. To com presence command. Heck yeah. All right. Do it. That's like literally your best combination, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's what he's focused but, on. So, Team but, dynamics. And, uh, let me let me um, flavor this a little bit. Go Presence ahead, yeah. command is going to be like you sort of trying to reassure everybody, but an insight okay. command would be getting a read on what they're really feeling. Oh, I see. So Interesting. what are you looking for from the interaction with these crewmen? Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Commander Chuchalor is, you know, one of his focuses is mm -hmm. team dynamics. Mm -hmm. um, he perceives that um, this is a very strict set of team dynamics here, or someone's determined this, right? Like, mm -hmm. and Dorians are bold, they express their passions, and somebody's in charge, but people aren't, you know, in rigid lines as though they're tin soldiers, so he comes in a room and he sees everybody acting as though they're about to be reprimanded. He's concerned a little bit about that. So um, the whole point of him saying this to Commander Yiffis is that he needs, or Jiffis, that he needs to remind him that, yeah, you're in charge of chief engineering, but everyone else in this, this is a crew, this is a ship, so you're one portion of it. And mm -hmm. so him looking at everyone is like, look, I see all of you. Commander Jiffis is right here, but I'm the captain. And I just also mentioned Commander Kitneal. Okay, so he's trying yeah. to reassure them that, like, so I see you. command, yeah. Yeah, I, I see <laughs> you, right? Like, he yeah. knows they're having something going on. But right now, his role is to remind them that he's the captain and they report partially to Commander Jiffis. Ultimately, to ultimately, you. Ultimately, yeah. yes, exactly. Okay, so, yeah, definitely a presence command role for that. All right, cool. And I'm hoping that I can... Um, Rely on my team dynamics or diplomacy? Um, team dynamics for sure. Excellent. Cool. Focus use, complication. Great. Presence command. Roll it. Excellent. Two successes. Bam. Um, Fantastic. So I'll let you. Um, well, yeah, we're kind of not really in that yet. So we won't worry about the momentum. But uh, for that extra right. one, I'll give you a bit of a boost and say Sweet. that the engineering crew sort of visibly relax, not visibly, but just mentally relaxes a little because oh, based yeah. on the interaction they have with you, they know that you have their back. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and as a result of that, they are more engaged into like, this isn't just avoiding the problems that yeah. Jiffis may be posing, <laughs> but they're working for you. Yeah, that's right. And he's just directing those. Uh, yeah. So exactly. Uh, they end up feeling much better having met you. All right. From, wonderful. From that interaction. Excellent. That's what that he's really trying good. to do with every department to the best of his ability. All right. Uh, next one I had on docket was uh, Wing Commander Levine. Cool. And um, I should say now, just for the sake of easy precedent, sure. um, that if Commander Kitneal is inclined to go with the captain to each of these departments to talk to people, he sure. would definitely invite that. So it's up to the commander, right? Oh, yeah. He'd be like, you want to come along with me? We're doing this together, yep. right? I'm captain, but this isn't like I tell you what to do. It's like I chose you to be the first officer for a reason. Yep. Cool. All right. Um, so uh, you find uh, Wing Commander uh, Levine uh, in the, uh, the the fighter. They have a sort of uh, ready room area, Ooh, like cool. a briefing room and some offices off the side and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, very close to the shuttle bays. 
so you find her there. Um, she, uh, um, as I stated before, she has chosen in her uniform style to wear the miniskirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she rises and greets you as you come in and says, Captain, uh, nice to see you again. I assume this is just your tour of the ship, getting to know everybody? You assume correctly. Excellent. Um, I'm really looking forward to this trip. It's uh, going to be exciting. I agree. So uh, where should we start? Do you want to see the birds or talk to the guys? Hmm. I think people are always my chief concern, as I'm sure you might be aware. So let's talk to the folks, and then we Fair can enough. see the ships. Um, they, uh, they are a little rough. Mm. Just yeah. I don't know how sometimes people are little put off by you know the the pointy end of the spear people there's a certain personality type that embraces that and sometimes uh, the higher ups don't have difficulty relating to that i just wanted to make sure that you're prepared that you might be well <laughs> challenging <laughs> well that can, makes sense. she doesn't know you very well right. yeah. makes, <laughs> makes eye contact with the captain and going yeah. and then yeah he says uh always <laughs> says well, um, it's thoughtful of you to inquire as to that. Uh, I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not unfamiliar with the rough side of life. And then um, he pulls out his Ushantor and says, mm-hmm. "I won this by right." The captain is not afraid to get his hands dirty. Exactly. Mm, he I puts like it, it back away. All right, um, and she takes you um, through the briefing room uh, into the barracks, um, and it's uh, like guys just kind of hanging out. Um, you know, some folks are polishing boots, and mm. uh, as she comes in, she um, just calls out, um, "Captain on deck!" and everyone like leaps up and stands oh. at the foot of their bunks and stuff, uh-huh. uh, looking a little bit proper, somewhat disheveled. A couple yeah. of them, <laughs> uh, that kind of stuff. They're not uh, disrespectful, but oh, they know yeah. what their job is, and their job isn't to stand it parades and stuff. Their job is to go out there and throw their lives on the line. That's right. Get the shipping crew. It's extremely risky. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm. So you've got uh, a whole wing of fighter pilots. All fantastic. Look like they're ready to go. Um, different species, different genders. Um, they are all kind of bunk in the same area. Uh-huh. Uh, she's, uh, this is uh, the fighter wing. And they would all be uh-huh. enlisted? Um, some of them would be enlisted. Some of them would be junior officers. Okay. Um, so there's uh, you know, divisions and flights and things like that within the wing. Who's the junior most officer there? Junior most officer. Yeah. Uh, so Levine points out um, this young female, um, uh, Danobulin. Okay. Captain Chichalor approaches mm-hmm. that officer and says, Officer, what is your rank? Ensign, sir. Hmm. It's nice to meet you, Ensign. Oh, you're going to catch me off guard. Okay. So, well, then you don't have to say a name. You can say insert name or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Ensign, female denobulin. Okay. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's like, nice to meet you, Ensign. Um, why did you... Oh, actually, let me think about this differently. He would say... He would say... Um, have you flown in a squadron before? Yeah, in, uh, in training, sir. Training is important. Um... I was a, a shuttle pilot before I enlisted. Mm. Yeah, I have uh, I have some experience in backcountry rough flying. Ah, 
you've made a courageous choice. Thank you, sir. I won't, I won't condescend to you by describing the dangers associated with participating in a fighter squadron. What I will say is this, that sometimes courage can lead us to make risky decisions with uncertain outcomes. And the most important thing I have learned in such situations is that it is better to ask for help before things are a problem than to ask for it afterwards. And that is a motto I stick to for my own sake. I think as you and everyone else in this crew will come to realize, I will be relying on everyone here. And he starts turning to look and talk to and address all the other fighter pilots. He says, mm -hmm. um, I will be relying on Commander Kitneyall heavily as much as I will rely on my own judgment. I will also be relying on the unique contributions of every single person on the ship because I was ultimately responsible for choosing them. We are here together and we're here to return or sorry. And, and I intend for all of us to return together. And so I'm a fan of bold action and risky maneuvers, and you are all definitely chosen for your capacity in that regard. Just remember, you always want to take careful risk rather than the alternative. Um, behind you, like on your, off your shoulder, when Commander Levine just says, what's our priorities? And in unison, everyone in the room says, ship, wingman, self. <laughs> And uh, Levine says, uh, "I think we're our priorities are in the same, the same thing, same direction." Sir. Wonderful, Wing Commander. And then he turns, of course, to Commander Kitneyall. Says, "Commander Kitneyall, I know some of you are going to be bored out of your mind sitting on the ship. If any of you have <clears throat> the idea for recreational use of these shuttles, please speak with me." <clears throat> and we may work something out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I hope none of this recreation leads to Doctor Hudson having work to do. Let's take Commander Levine. Um, sort of mm -hmm. uh, ushers towards her office. If you'd like to join her, sure. Um, and uh, you walk through. Um, she says there are um, some seasoned vets in there and some eager green. Greenhorns, we got them paired up. We should be able to rise to whatever challenges the shippers are facing. Wonderful. And then um, closes the door as uh, Commander uh, gets through, and she. I have uh, one very important question for you. Yes. Are you going to require this to be a dry ship? <laughs> Kidneyl grins and leans back against the wall. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well. Uh, I'll elaborate more on what I've tried to imply to people in different departments. I have high expectations for competence and trust. That does not preclude people from them enjoying themselves. I may look as though I'm more inclined to human sensibilities, but I grew up in Andoria, and I am as much Andorian 
as I am anything else. So, if the members of your squadron feel that relaxing with a little bit of spirits is the important way to soothe their psyche on this lonely mission into deep space, I won't complain, provided that it does not impair their duties. However, I don't give three strikes. Let me be explicit. If someone's drunk at duty, Commander Kitneon will come down here, and they will not be happy that he has arrived. Um, she uh, walks over towards a locker as she's speaking. She says, um, if Commander Kitneon has to come down here because someone's drunk on duty, then you should fire me out an airlock. Um, Noted when Commander... <laughs> and then uh, she opens up uh, her locker, um, um, swings the door open, uh, and you notice that there's several sort of boudoir photos of uh, different species, different genders, kind of plastering the inside of her uh-huh. locker. Yeah. And um, she reaches in, you hear some clinking of glass, and she pulls out three shot glasses and a tall uh, blue bottle. And she sets it down on her desk, and she says, uh, New voyage. Shall we have a toast? Well. I think I can handle my liquor at this point in the inspection. Fair enough. And she pours up three <laughs> shots. Well, she offers. Commander, you... Nope. Fair enough. So she pours up two shots, hands one to the captain, and she says, to new voyages and to discoveries. new voyages and discovery. We're going to get into a fucked up first contact because these idiots <laughs> on a goddamn shuttle. <laughs> All right. Uh, Violating the prime directive. <laughs> um, I think that scene. Um, there, mm. there is just the the one moment of uh, the wing commander being in, invited to the poker game, which this may be the first time that um, uh, Captain Chuchalor has heard about the poker game. Oh, true. Okay. Mm. All right. So uh, after having a drink and the toast, uh, the commander says, "What the poker game?" Mm. and uh, a wing commander Levine is 100% on board with that idea. Cool. Um, and as you guys leave the wing commander's office, did you have a question or anything? Are we good with the scene or are you just sort of taking it in stride that there's going to be a poker game? Oh, oh, you mean uh, Captain Chichelor? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Um, so um, Captain Chichelor wasn't going to um, ask that question. He, he, he'll wait until they get in the hallway and they're walking mm-hmm. away and he says, Poker game, huh? Uh, Indeed, Captain. It's my way of maintaining friendly communication with department heads. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, no real stakes, um, but it's there. Um, I don't think it is necessary nor helpful to my intentions that you join said game, but Mm there is always a spot open should you wish to join us. No, you know me. My point is not to encroach on people's sensibilities, just to know what's happening. So I'll leave it to you. Yeah. My my, the goal is to make sure that there is a friendly communication between myself and the department heads. Um, I need to talk to Jiffus, uh, and imagine they're like talking in the turbo lift. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's it's right. Like, Wait, it's just you and me right now. Um, uh, yeah, it's time for the private conversation. That sounds good. Right. Uh, and and uh, so 
we'll have to speak with uh Jiffis about that. Um I don't know how well poker is going to go over with the Vulcan, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um but uh because either it's going to be an absolute travesty or he is going to wipe the floor with us <laughs> uh, because he seems to understand it, rules. It, 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 but that poker face was inscrutable. Um, <laughs> so I may have to have another way to uh, bond with Jiffus, um, which um, is that uh, looking to, the admirable admiral craig in the sky uh were, were there any other departments that we needed to visit with um i think we covered uh everything okay. um oh, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah with ash we'll, right. we'll cover that one um so uh things like uh, the helmsman and stuff all fall under you right so uh i haven't got a named helmsman because they all kind of fall under you on the security side of things so. right um, um yeah. that's all sort of the tactical yeah. operations kind of stuff so uh weapons crews and stuff all fall under you as well but i haven't worked out department heads for that or anything like that I just sort of fall under that right umbrella uh cool so in the, in that case um yeah we can have our conversation right uh so as as walking talking um mm-hmm. and um, unless the captain like well we can talk about this when we get in my office um we can keep talking okay you know if anything uh, becomes like private then he'll say you know for the sake of um mutual respect uh but no uh for the most part uh kidneyl just goes through you know any concerns which currently again we're like six hours in there aren't any immediate concerns uh does mm-hmm. mention that he plans to um work with the uh the squadron because at the end of the day kidneyl is a shuttle pilot and mm-hmm. you know likes doing that stuff and basically working out um you know the blue angels kind of stuff um, if nothing else to get them out flying moving um and especially for the greenhorns you know just more time at the at the helm uh and also so everybody can plaster and look against the window and watch you know and stuff like that it provides something else uh especially when you're at warp for a week it's like okay hang on <laughs> we need something else other than stars flying by yeah. uh, and because we have no hollow deck. <laughs> yep holodecks uh, do not exist in this day and age right uh, so we have to have other entertainment I mean and watching me um, fight oh actually captain we may have to talk um, uh, lieutenant uh, Chisara hang on this is the problem with having OBS I, I don't have everybody's names Chikolin? handy Chivor oh yeah. Chivor Chivor Chief of Security. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I would love to watch you two. Um, yeah, and you can come down. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll do a whole thing. We'll have all the... I don't know. Dr. Hudson looks like he probably has a decent left hook, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, Lieutenant Zeckelman, I don't know if you reviewed her service record, but she is quite skilled at defending herself. Zeckelman. Have I already zoned? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. She she held her own um, uh, on the planet. So yeah, I I imagine there may be a bit of a uh, officers' fight club. (laughs) Well, more. uh, more, No, no, no. 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 Self defense drills. Self defense (laughs) drills, and also fighting for department. um, Yeah. uh, Pointer. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Makes complete sense oh, to yeah. me. Um, yeah, because that's that's Kit Neal's thing. Um, besides that, coming back around and probably at this point, finally once within the study, um, yeah, and, the and privately. So Jiffus. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I believe. Or no, he wasn't saying believe. I trust that I communicated myself well uh, to the members of his department. And so I suspect that um, if his, if the implications I derived from their attitudes and uh, his demeanor prove to be true, uh, that we will need to, one, engage him, and two, we might uh, hear about it from a member of engineering. Correct. Um, They, they are our employees. And so before we start talking about other things, I should address um, my general perspective on leadership and command, which I think you have observed at least to some extent in the course of um, the things that we did on Xerxes 4. So uh, we are part of Starfleet. And I believe strongly in a command structure because uh, the terrible things that happen in dangerous circumstances happen because of poor training and because of a lack of adherence to the chain of command. The reason why we train, the reason why we know who to report to, is so that when things get dangerous, we don't make mistakes in who we share information with and with what kind of decisions we make on our own. So I also believe that it's extremely important not to encroach on a person's ability to make their own choices. And that's why I have chosen everyone here in the crew to support the way that I like to command, which is making ultimate decisions with explicit and consistent input from people who have greater expertise than I do. And removing that agency if people disappoint me by not taking advantage of the freedom I'm giving them. I don't give people rope with which to hang themselves. I hang them immediately upon violating the rule. And I expect you to make sure that we all adhere to that, including myself. Glad we had this conversation, Captain. We're on like terms. Excellent. And of course, you can speak freely, provided that we are in private or... If it is a risky situation and I'm going to hang the whole crew in the course of my desire for some glorious, bold action. Uh, I promise, Captain, that uh, if you endanger the crew, I will take you out myself. Wonderful. (laughs) So I'm going to go talk to Jiffus. um, Logically, um, first. because so the captain actually laughs when you say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I'm curious how long uh, he thinks that he can maintain his crew at 100% and giving us 100% output. Because at, I don't know how long they were in space dock and then the now 10 hours that they have been on shift um, and they are already looking a little bit worn and haggard. Uh, oh, they look pretty, but you saw it. So I did indeed. I well, trust your judgment. I just want to have that first conversation 
Um, I, I've <laughs> I have fond memories of many a Vulcan, and I'm going to try and nip this one in the bud. Which brings mm-hmm. me to a second point, Captain. Please. Are you familiar with the trill? Hmm. To a limited degree. Have you served with trill before? I served with one drill officer who, I would say, did their people credit. Or no, what do you mean? why would he say that? Speaking in the hypotheticals, he's just a drill right here. That's rude. <laughs> um, he'd say, he did your people credit. All right. I will speak obliquely. Um, I've already spoken with the doctor uh, about this, but um, do not take my visible age as a summary of my experience. Mm. This does not apply to all Trill. um, And as I get to know you better, Captain, I will speak on this further. But... um, (laughs) I just read what Perry said. Fuck you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Sorry, uh, everybody else. Uh, Perry notes that he has served with a trillion. (laughs) Okay. Uh, um, But once we get to know each other uh, a little bit more, I'll I'll probably end up speaking on this a little bit more. But um, uh, I, I have a lot of Trill ancestral knowledge that I can draw on. Um, so um, that seems useful. It is. Um, it is also a bit of a burden. Uh, hmm. Regardless, that said, um, while I am no expert in everything, um, I, I do have the uh, the odd pearl that I have managed to memorize. We'll say. Mm. So. Wow. Uh, okay, approximate so knowledge of many things. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I'm playing Perry. Uh, <laughs> um, That's no. a can... deep cut Adventure Time reference. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, how with that fortunate said, uh, to have uh, such uh, a well-informed first officer. I try to be so that I can eventually be a well-informed captain. Um, if there's nothing further, Captain. Um, hmm. Let me just uh, reflect some empathy in that I do understand the notion of cultural burdens and also have no interest in invading a person's privacy um, unless it encroaches upon my ability to defend the safety and goals of everyone on my ship. No, no, he would say everyone on our ship. So um, you can keep your own counsel until... You feel like you can trust me sufficiently, or if it proves that the information you are keeping to yourself does not at any point become relevant in your ability to satisfy your duties to the ship and the relationship you have with me, I won't hold it against you. And should I find myself um, unconscious and for some reason you need um, information about the drill again? You can speak with the doctor. Okay. You got it. Uh, In such situations, I, I think I'm more inclined to rely on the doctor anyway. Indeed. So I appreciate the reminder. Um, but otherwise... Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> There's only better. one doctor here. <laughs> yes. uh, right. uh, otherwise, um, uh, uh, Nerdjod basically uh, heads out to... Um, 
probably organize a, a poker game while he's delaying speaking with Jiffus. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of want to get that in before break, though, if that's... Mm. All right, that's you... true, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's cool. call it a couple days later. Um, you guys have been there wait for a while, and uh, the commander shows up at Jiffus' office, or would you summon Jiffus to see you? Um, so I know we're, we're jumping forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Have, has Nerjod heard any complaints about engineering no okay cool then yes it will be a, a quick little visit down at engineering sure uh okay. so you find uh Jeffus in his office perfect um uh, he rises as soon as you enter um stopping the conversation that he was having with a couple of crewmen this is commander uh shoot i can't remember his rank commander the lieutenant commander yeah uh no uh commander go ahead and uh, finish your conversation i can wait Oh, we were just uh, discussing contingency plans for our emergency playbook. It, it can wait, sir. Okay. Uh, and since uh, I will borrow the commander for a minute, if you will. <laughs> no problem. They uh, scurry out. Sure. Commander Jiffis, what percentage of the engineering uh, department's capacity do you think you're at? Available capacity or currently utilized? Uh, yes. Um, we are currently operating at 97% um, available capacity. I have uh, 37% on duty at this time. Okay. Um, how long do you think you can continue to hold us at a astounding 97% efficiency? Uh, I'm not sure. I may have misunderstood your initial question. Um, uh, I'm not available t- resource. In an emergency, I can muster 97%, but you currently have 37 or so on duty at this time. Let me, yeah, then let me rephrase. The 37% who are currently on duty, how far are you pushing them to their capabilities? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I, this is a workload question. Yes. Um, we are not currently fully tasked, if that is the manner of concerns okay how not at 100 percent are you i'm not certain i understand the question um when we're not currently engaged in maintenance and operational duties we are uh, doing other associated tasks during our eight-hour duty shift um, okay. such as contingency planning and uh, coming up with uh, adjustments to the uh, emergency playbook so within the eight-hour shift, they are working eight hours. Uh, no, sir. They well, have breaks, and and absolutely, yes. Um, but you have them working their entire shift with requisite breaks and you know lunch and such. That's right. Okay. How long do you think you can keep up morale with that kind of schedule and for lack of a better term, busy work. See him like cock his head and you can see the gears turn. Is there a problem there? <laughs> I hope there is not, and I hope that there continues to not be. Um, but I am seeing the the foreshadowing of concerns from my personal experience uh, working on a ship. 
if uh, this good no good no good if a crew uh, a, a department is kept running at maximum efficiency their available time is used to the ax- absolute maximum including making emergency contingencies on contingencies um and that's drew making sure i understood what he was saying um and uh keeping engineering of all places spotless that morale will slowly deplete i think i understand your concerns sir uh, allow me to uh, lay those concerns. Uh, the standard duty shift on board is an eight-hour duty shift. I'm sure you are very familiar with that, um, including some break times and meal times and things like that. Uh, then we schedule eight hours for secondary duties and recreational time, uh, depending on the ship schedule. Uh, and then they have eight hours of off time, um, presumably for rest or whatever other activities they wish to engage in. Um, my people are not working 16-hour days or anything like that. I will admit that we did have to push them uh, during the recent communications with it in order to get that work done in time for our launch. Um, and as a result, I have backed off on their regularly scheduled duties to allow them time to recuperate. I'm aware that uh, that sentient beings have physical limitations, and I account for those in my plan. I believe then that my concerns for now are allayed, but I do have concerns with. Sorry, Drew's brain just froze here. Watch sure. while it reboots. Um, uh, diminishing returns upon certain work being done. Um, should say, for instance, the engineering be kept spotless yes does it need to be what level of uh return do you get upon the labor this is perhaps from a trill perspective um but there are amounts of labor that from a less logical mind um, begin to approach punishment rather than work. And you believe I may be erring in that direction? It is possible, but I have had no complaints, which, thank you. Um, but um, Wee! Sorry, we're getting way <laughs> too close to reality here. <laughs> Real job stuff. Sorry. Uh, yes, uh, because of um, the the possibility of busy work, make work, uh, or work that appears as punishment or something to merely fill time has a negative morale effect. Um, if it is absolutely necessary then i am not going to get in the way uh you know more about our engineering bay than i do but the crew matter the most to me so i am fine with engineering running at 95 percent capacity if the morale of the engineering crew 
is kept elevated. So when we do find ourselves in an emergency situation where we have to push the ship to 110 capacity, they have the energy, they have the willpower, and they have the morale to not only do the job, but to energetically and enthusiastically perform the job. Um, he sort of takes a breath, raises an eyebrow, and then walks over towards a display unit on his wall and uh, punches up some stuff on the control pad. And you see this large graph uh, show up on the control <laughs> pad. It's quantified. Um, Hopefully. And uh, he says, I believe I understand um, your concern, sir. While I do not necessarily understand the the details behind morale, um, as you can see here, when you punch to the graph, I'm well aware of the relative morale has a direct input on the efficiency of the crew. And there's <laughs> amount of effort put in on one line, and then you can see the efficiency start to fall off. And uh, right at that point where we are, sir, is the sweet spot, I believe is the Earth's term. Um, where <laughs> the maximum efficiency is obtained. Um, and then he produces another data pad, and then there's a list of uh, departmental priorities um, that's a 287 items long. Uh, number 113 is... Man. <laughs> uh, item number 113, because he scrolls it through before he hands it to you. Item 113 is cleanliness of engineering group. <laughs> Uh, the fact if that you there are to, another uh, <laughs> another 150 <laughs> items below this. Below this, yes, uh, but they are they are no, like no. much more cosmetic, like paint this and you know that kind of stuff. Sure, um, soften the corners on that because of possible injury for brushing past and that kind of thing. Um, so, <laughs> as he hands you this data pad, he says, "If you wish to adjust any of those priorities, that's certainly within your views." <laughs> does does do a quick skim? Uh, actually, probably a actual readover of priorities um mm -hmm. but no um commander this <laughs> i would say it's unorthodox but at the same time i imagine that this is probably very orthodox vulcan management um i have had experience serving with but not under a Vulcan, so I'm not sure. Uh, but handing the data pad, it looks like you have this well in hand, and I apologize for delving, uh, jumping the gun, I think is the earth phrase. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I basically wanted to ensure that the crew was not run ragged. You have not run the crew ragged and have clearly made allowance for recovery and uh, morale. He sort of um, inclines his head. The statement of apology implies offense or perhaps wounded ego. I have not. <laughs> uh, no, in this particular case, the apology is a uh, admission of a personal mistake. I see no error in the first officer um, evaluating the efficiency of the engineering department. You are certainly within your preview to question my methods. Commander <laughs> Jeffus, do you play poker? I have heard of the game and I'm somewhat curious. It's an interesting mix of chance and probability. 
Yep. <laughs> Chance and probability are the same thing, uh, Commander, but uh, <laughs> uh, but it is also uh, a measure of reading uh, one another. I think you will be a very interesting opponent in poker, and I look forward to better being able to read you. Um, so if you would uh, like, um, uh, I have arranged a uh, poker game that will be hopefully a regular game uh, with myself and several of the other department heads. Um, the invitation is open. I strongly encourage, but do not um mandate your uh attendance i would this be gratified be... to attend it would be an interesting exercise and i'm curious about other games played in actual fabulous thank you commander <laughs> and shot <nerd laughs> out <laughs> all right just, just um, like, eh, this little, guy's fucking awesome just, just a little it. little little tap okay. on the communicator to <laughs> uh nerd jaw to the captain Mm-hmm. Yes, Commander Kitney, I'll go ahead. Engineering is going to be just fine, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm glad I made the right choice. Awesome. Uh, that was so much fun. I really enjoyed that. Okay. Uh, that, that was so good. <laughs> I think that takes us to break. Um, unless there's any last second things anyone wants to get in. No, I think we're good. Okay. Uh, so thank you once again for joining us, everybody. Uh, I'm having so much fun with this. I hope you guys are too. Oh, yeah, it's great. Um, make sure you join us on Discord. That's at yeetinto.space. It's an excellent community. And if you like bad puns, dad jokes, burbs, animals, um, all kinds of stuff, there's channels for just what everybody. Uh, there's spoiler-free sections and spoilery sections, so you don't have to worry about getting things ruined for you and stuff like that, and we're really good about no excuse, and it's just a great community. So make sure you're coming to join us there. Again, that's into.space. Um, if you feel so inclined to support us on uh, Patreon, that's staylucky.club. I, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. we, uh, the, um, the funds we gain there go towards uh, refreshing equipment and replacing broken stuff and paying for artwork, which I'm so excited to see. Oh, yeah. um, we have uh, samples of the new character designs, um, first drafts and stuff we got up on Patreon. That's but uh, I believe are open to everybody. It's for uh, the um, Sleepwalker and Cultist tiers, so the five and yeah. ten dollar. So uh, everybody have a look at the the new drawings that are be coming out uh, if you're on the uh, the Patreon. Um, and I guess that's it. So uh, Twitch folks, we'll see you after the break. Uh, YouTube guys, we'll see you in a few days. And uh, thanks very much. Join Bye. us next time for more bold action. <laughs>